0: to thinking about first impressions, how are you with first impressions? I find that first impressions tend to often be false. I think Chris Rock said it best, when you meet a person for the first time, you're meeting their representative, you're not meeting them. I think for some people uh, that may extend to their character altogether. In other words, you may only know a person's representative. I don't know if I am very good at giving first impressions. I can craft a good first impression, but you know that unconscious first impression that you represent. What do you think people think of you when they first meet you? I often think that my first impression is that of an arrogant prick, regardless of uh, my best intentions. So to not come off as an arrogant prick, I really have to be conscious of my Um, constructing of my first impression and once you get to know me of course I'm not an arrogant prick I think knowing stuff being excited about knowing stuff can be misconstrued as prickishness perhaps (laughs) Yeah, being excited about sharing stuff and maybe even learning more or finding out what you knew wasn't right I mean that's exciting stuff for me yeah, I think the spiritual side tries to take advantage of of the scientific side. I mean, the scientific side is always trying to prove myself wrong. And the spiritual side is always trying to reaffirm life and existence. I find this to be very And a very interesting polarity, kind of almost reminds me of uh, the negative and positive of a battery. When God and spirituality are expressed as unknowns, then there is no argument with science.
1: He quit over over Trump's latest appointment.
2: Who quit? Sean Spicer. Oh. The press secretary they like to make fun of on Saturday Night Live.
0: Oh, that poor guy. He finally quit. <laughs> oh, they gotta how are they gonna find a face that that, that is that pathetic?
2: Sarah, is uh, pretty
0: good. <laughs> oh really, she does a good uh, <laughs> Oh, is that the comedian?
2: No, she's oh, okay, she's his assistant. Yeah, she's yeah. the one who's been doing all the press briefings <laughs> anyway.
0: You know, uh today's segment or at least this segment is about first impressions. you got something on your eyelash. There you go. Thank you, dear. And um, I was kind of outlining what I think my impression for people is my first impression. And there's two impressions. There's one that you construct, and then there's just the first impression that uh, subconsciously Mm -hmm. you construct. Mm -hmm. And I think the sub, like I can construct a nice first impression, which is probably more who I am is strange Mm -hmm. but my unconscious first impression well i'm not going to say but it is but i because i would like to ask you what do you think my first impression is
3: when other people meet you yeah that really depends on the situation right you've got a lot of faces that you put forward depending on the particular situation
0: but okay, just a basic friendly situation, like, you know, meeting casual. Hi, how you doing? Or does
4: that not exist with me? <laughs>
2: <laughs> As I'm saying it.
5: <laughs>
4: You're thinking about it, aren't you?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> no, I think, I don't know, it,
3: generally just friendly person.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aloha Sean Spicer. <laughs> so it seems like anchor has a new feature that allows you to text chat. I'm not very excited about that. I, I don't want it to, uh, you know, I don't want text. That's why I'm using anchor. In fact, I want the opposite of a text feature. I want, as you know, a shuffle feature. Am I just harping on this a little too much? But really, I'm harping on it because I want to hear all the different Anchor users and it's just impossible. There's just no way I can't stay on the phone and flip through all the different users and then listen to them. It's impossible. And the more of us that start using Anchor, the more of us that are going to become invisible. So, uh... Mm. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I just sent some love out to Zvi. Z. Sending, sending some good vibes out to Zvi, who is uh, undergoing a, a surgery. Serious surgery. So, um... So me and Ronnie's best wishes go out to Zvi for a speedy recovery. I was listening to Zvi's station and he was talking about, what was it, uniqueness? No, rarity. And again, it, it blows me away how so many of us are talking about the same things and using different languages, using different words approaching it from different angles. What I'm calling a unique perspective. He uses the word rarity. I think that even resonates more with the message that I've been trying to share. You know, it's not just a talent to have a unique perspective or to be a rarity. But it's also quite a talent to acknowledge and to to acknowledge rarity to see rarity to to be able to discern reality. (laughs) I mean rarity. The ability to spot the real McCoy in a world where everybody pretty much settles for the copy. And in a future world, perhaps the copy will be adorned over the mere original. But I still live in a world that cherishes originality, rarity, and unique perspective. I remember a time when a copy would be laughed at, when a copy would be ridiculed. But times have changed. and who knows perhaps for the better time will tell boy this segment's getting a little down in the tooth huh I got an idea You know, let's let's listen to some Bucky Fuller, man. Bucky, he really knew how to lift up the human spirit. All right, everybody, let's go have a good day and check out some
3: Bucky. There uh, three really very important steps that occurred just in my lifetime: with the radio, the television, and then came the moon. It completely changes the magnitude of the thinking and I, I think that's one thing that impresses me today about a young world is that the young world has a very beautiful voc- voc- vocabulary in general. It, it, it came about when the radio came along and up to this time the parents had been the exact authorities on everything and the way daddy pronounced things, that's the way the kids pronounce it. But suddenly when the radio came in the, the children saw dad and mom listening to the radio man people got their jobs on the radio, got it by virtue of the commonality of the dictionary, the esoteric way the daddy said it, this, bit, this stopped altogether the dialect development and they, because they, they also got the job by, by virtue of the size of the vocabulary and which children in using it, the capability to express themselves. Dad and Mom didn't say to the kids that's a greater authority but it was, it was evident, self-evident, so the children then can emulate the talk of the radio man and not the parents anymore. That was really one of the great changes in history. It came from the ingenuity and the logic of of, of the children themselves to recognize the the better tools. Just think of how important it is then to the child. Uh, I said thinking about all tools as being extensions of integral capabilities. The kind of good tools and, and, and conceptual tools that the children have We're gradually hearing more and more about older people being terribly surprised that this young person has such capability. My mother would say, darling, never mind what you think. Listen, we're trying to teach you. And my teachers at school said exactly the same thing because I knew my mother loved me. I did everything I could to pay no attention to what I was thinking. I felt I'm sort of a freak and I have to learn what the game is. But that's that's all gone. And this is one of the most fundamental changes in humanity. Sound is only seven hundred miles an hour and and, and and only carries on in atmosphere. The speed of light is seven hundred million miles an hour and it goes on, on and on. And so the information that you get flash eyesight is actually a million times to you get by air. And so when the television came in, it suddenly had the young world, they weren't just thinking the local box and the local troubles. The young people suddenly saw Dad and mom, we love them very much, but but they don't know what's going on. (laughs) And we've got to do our own thinking. Man, when he gets to the moon, it is thinking not only world, it's thinking universe. This brought about a completely new phase of humanity.
4: Hey, my name's Greg Dixon. I don't know your name, but, you know, welcome. Uh glad that you're here on Anchor. And I really want to tell you how much I appreciate your post about appreciation and gratitude. I think it's a fine distinction you're making, a great distinction. Because to me, gratitude is what I feel when I receive something, that something comes to me. Appreciation is something I can give. It's like I can, It's like a car. I can take my appreciation where I want it to go. I can drive it forward, show appreciation, express appreciation, observe something going on, and appreciate the value of what's happening in the moment. Keep it up, man. Great stuff. Thank you for sharing.
0: Greg Dixon, this is Z, and thanks for taking the time to listen and to comment. You know, right before your call-in, I played some Buckminster Fuller, and the thing I love about Buckminster Fuller is he will take a topic, and he will appreciate the hell out of it. What I mean by that is he'll talk about it at so many different angles, uh it's just phenomenal. If you ever read his book, Synergy or Synergetic, something like that. um, It's phenomenal. He takes a single point and just details the point from so many perspectives. But it's still his perspective. And this is something I'm very grateful for Anchor for providing to us and inadvertently or not
2: <laughs>
0: because this really is a platform that allows us to take a topic and truly approach it from so many different perspectives granted there are a lot of copies out there and people that feels if they're original but hey we all go through that phase time and or experience eventually leaves you With yourself. So Greg, I'm looking forward to listening to your station more. If you haven't done so already, go check out Greg's station. And I hope all of you out there are having a great evening, afternoon, or morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Integrity Radio. This song goes out to a special someone you know who you are.
6: My family got sort of involved with some psychics and fortune tellers and some healers and whatnot. And I resisted it all. And I looked at it and I knew when I was being hornswoggled. I knew when I was being lied to and cheated. And I saw my father going for the baitside method of cupping your hands over your eyes to improve his eyesight. It never did a damn thing for him. But it cost him a small fortune and took him away from regular regular medical care that could have saved his life. That is his eyesight and eventually his life. It was a terrible period for me, but at 10 years of age, I was gutsy enough as a little kid to decide that I wasn't going to go back into the caves. Because what are these people telling you? These people with the horoscopes on the wall and the the earring and the funny hat, (coughs) the fortune tellers, the astrologers and whatnot. What are they telling you? The message is clear. You are inferior. You're not a member of a proud, capable, dignified species. A great species that has done wonderful things, along with some of the mistakes, yes, but wonderful things. You need my help. Cross my palm with silver. I'll tell you the future. I'll heal you. I'll do these various things for you. That's what they're telling you. You're an inferior person. They're asking you to go back into the caves that our ancestors are said to have come from but we've been to the moon. The hell with the caves. We've been to the moon. Oh, not anybody in this room, no. Not myself, certainly, but our species has been to the moon. And they went up there on the end of a a big rocket, and they spun around a few times, rotated around, revolved around the moon, and uh, jumped out, and the thing looked like a big phone booth on legs. And they got out in funny suits, and they walked around, and they picked up rocks off the moon. And at the Houston Space Flight Center a few weeks ago on a VIP tour that I'm very proud of, I held some of those rocks in my hands. Oh, with gloves. Be assured. With gloves. <laughs> Under the very close eyes of all the security people there.
2: <laughs>
6: Folks, I held pieces of the moon from a quarter of a million miles out in space, pieces of the moon in my hand, because we went there and got them and brought them back here. And when I go all around this globe, internationally traveling as I do, I'm off to China and Australia and New Zealand within ten days from now. As I travel around the world, I go to major museums in big cities, and I go up to the front door. I literally do this. And I stop at the front door, and I say to the man there, Good morning, sir. Where do I find the moon rock? And he looks at his little book, and he says, "Uh, That'll be on the fourth floor in Gallery G. And I say, Thank you, sir. And I go in, and I go up to the fourth floor, and I go to Gallery G. And there's a case there, a plastic case. And inside it is a bit of a rock on the end of a little pedestal. And it has a sign pointing to it in 15 languages saying, This is a piece of the moon. Wow! Do I need the astrologers when I can look at a piece of the moon and eventually even hold it in my hand? No, I don't. That's miracle enough for me right there. That's a wonderful thing that we have done. And the rest of it is a technical term I use from time to time, crappiola. <laughs> and we can waste our lives and our time on that. We have done this wonderful thing. But Nazareth may be overrated as an historical site that proves the inerrancy of the Bible. Author René Solom has written The Myth of Nazareth, The Invented Town of Jesus, a book that effectively demonstrates the controversial archaeology of the town where the Bible has Jesus Christ being born. Of course, the religious faction has reacted furiously to the book, specifically in the Bulletin of the Anglo-Israeli Archaeological Society, B-A-I-A-S which devotes some 47 pages to five angry rebuttals. There is, we are told, an ambitious commercial enterprise presently under construction in Nazareth to rescue the facts about Jesus' hometown. It's a resort known as Nazareth Village. It is designed to eventually contain streets and several dozen stone houses inhabited by actors and storytellers in authentic garb who will illuminate the life and teachings of Jesus, a notion perhaps inspired by the phenomenal success of Disneyland, where Tinkerbell and Mickey Mouse are seen flitting and strolling about, also in authentic garb. As of ten years ago, an international consortium of Christian groups called the Miracle of Nazareth International Foundation had raised some $60 million for the project, with contributors in the U.S. such as former President Jimmy Carter, Pat Boone, and Reverend Reggie White, formerly a Green Bay Packers football star. Scholars associated with the Nazareth Village Project, Stephen Fan, Yehuda Rapuano, and Ross Voss, none of the archaeologists, now say that evidence has been discovered there for a town that existed at the time of Jesus, a settlement before the first Jewish war that took place in 70 C.E. This evidence was simply lying on the open surface of the site, they say. This claim, author Psalm shows, is bogus and it results from misdating, mislabeling, misinterpreting, and from pure invention. These artifacts and facts were somehow missed by the previous crowds of professional archaeologists who have been digging on that site for the last century. The Nazareth Village Resort lies on a 15-acre plot of land called the Nazareth Village Farm, the NVF. The scholars, under discussion, surveyed the farm, dug on it, and published a lengthy report in the 2007 issue of the BAIAS Journal. There is little difficulty to show that their evidence for a town there, 11 small pieces of pottery shards, actually dates as late as the second century CE, and Psalms research shows that the rest of the material from the Nazareth site dates well after the time of Jesus Christ. There simply is no demonstrable evidence from the Nazareth site that dates to the time of Jesus Christ and to Hellenistic times. In fact, one awkward fact after the other stands in the way of such a claim. For example, the Church of the Annunciation at Nazareth, the largest Christian structure in the Middle East, is a primary destination of Christian pilgrims to the Holy Land, of course. It is there that the faithful believe Mary received the Annunciation from the Archangel Gabriel at her home, but the existence of a number of tombs directly under the structure, firmly established by archaeologists, is just impossible, since, for the faithful, tombs have no place under such a structure. According to Jewish religious law, Jews cannot live in the vicinity of tombs, which are a prime source of ritual impurity so the ancient commentary on Jewish law mandates that tombs must be located outside of the village proper. Thus, tombs under the house of Mary are denied by the tradition. These post-Iron Age tombs are also post-Jesus, Middle Roman and later, and the wealth of pottery found in them is also later. Consider, continuing pilgrimage to Nazareth, which fortifies the convictions of the true believer while supporting the community financially, depends on the sanctity and the reputation of the site. As author Psalm points out, perhaps the entire Jesus story depends on it too. He also tells us not to be too surprised if remarkable finds at Nazareth conveniently appear in the next few years, finds that substantiate a settlement there at the time of Christ.
4: I wanted to be a lumberjack. Leaping from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British Columbia. The giant redwood, the larch, the fir, the mighty Scots pine, the small of fresh cut timber, the crash of mighty trees. With my best girlie by my side, we have sing, sing, sing. Jack and I'm okay. I sleep all night, I work all day. He's a Lumberjack he's okay. He sleeps all
7: night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. <laughs> On Wednesdays I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. He cuts down trees, he
2: eats his lunch, he goes to the lavatory. On Wednesdays
7: he goes shopping and has buttered scones for tea. And he's all day. He sits all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I skip and jump. I like to press wildflowers. I put on women's clothing and hang around in bars. He cuts trees, he skips and jumps. He likes to press wildflowers. He
2: puts on women's clothing and hangs around in bars. These are pedagonal, he's okay. He sits all night and he works all day.
7: I cut down trees where high heels suspend his and abroad. I wish
4: I'd been a girly just like my dear mama. I cut down trees where high heels suspend his and abroad.
2: I
7: wish I'd been a girly just like
4: my
7: dear mama.
0: Pianos are cool. If you have access to YouTube, check out or search for Guy Makes Everyone Dance. Or Unstoppable. He's he's dancing to the song Unstoppable. And it's the first time I heard the song. And man, it sent chills up my spine. Now, if you're on Anchor, you just heard the song, but if you're not hearing this on Anchor, then you probably didn't hear it, but you should go check it out if you haven't heard the song. On YouTube, they're kind of making it out as if this guy kind of got everybody dancing to the song, and I don't know, maybe he did, but if I were listening to the song, it wouldn't take anything other than the song to get me moving to this song. So good, unstoppable.
1: What's up guys, this is Wes from FullyOptimized.org, and in this one, we're going to look at five of the best, most transformative ideas from The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Let's get right into it. This is Mark's definition for maturity. Not giving a fuck does not mean being indifferent. It means you stop giving a fuck about the trivial shit in your life, like not being able to find an outfit that matches, and you start giving a fuck about the more important shit in your life, like solving world hunger. Whether you're aware of it or not, you're always giving a fuck about something, so you might as well start giving your fucks to something that's bigger than you and something you care about. We've all experienced this before, imagine you want to go meet a girl who's sitting by herself on a park bench. Instead of going up to her and starting a conversation, we start thinking about everything that could go wrong. When we realize we're thinking like this, we get mad that we're stuck in our heads. Then we start to judge ourselves because, dude, there's no reason for us to get mad about something as trivial as this. This is the vicious circle we get stuck in that makes trivial shit a lot worse than it actually is. Mark puts it like this, the desire for more positive experiences is itself a negative experience, and paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. In other words, to avoid getting stuck in the feedback loop from hell, you have to accept whatever you're thinking, feeling, and experiencing as it is without trying to change it. Acceptance is the only way out. Everyone wants to feel good, have an amazing sex life, and look perfect, but most people aren't willing to go through the pain required to get these things. Here's the truth, the best things in life come from pain. You have to go to the gym to get a nice body, you have to suffer lots of rejections to find an amazing partner, and you have to work long work weeks to become very successful. So instead of asking yourself what you want to get out of life, ask yourself, what am I willing to struggle for? Although we don't control what happens to us, we do control how we interpret these experiences and how we respond to them. This is where your true responsibility lies. When you realize that every experience you have is a byproduct of your own mind, you can start to take control of your mind and therefore change your experiences in life. The more we choose to accept responsibility in our lives, the more power we will exercise over our lives. When you're stuck on a problem, don't just sit there and think about it. Start working on it. It doesn't matter what action you take, all that matters is you take some action. It's common to believe that inspiration leads to motivation which leads to action. This is mostly true, but you can actually hack this motivation loop because the loop is an endless cycle. Reorient your mind to see that action leads to inspiration which leads to motivation, and this is an endless loop. By doing this, you'll propel yourself ahead of everyone else and get so much more work done than you would have if you just sat there and waited for inspiration to strike. So that's it guys. If you enjoyed this video, definitely check out this book. I'll provide a link in the video description. Please share this video with a friend and hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with my latest personal development content. I'll see you in the next one.
0: Now, I have to admit, I haven't read The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I think is a clever title because they actually block out the fuck word. Um, and so that kind of, yeah, see the cleverness going on there, the subtle art of not giving it, but then you do give a... Okay, anyway. Um, but I thought that review of the book pretty much laid the book out. Um so, yeah, I haven't really been compelled to read it. I pretty much agree and uh, agree with the review. If you can, can you agree with a review without reading the book? Ooh, dangerous, huh? Yeah, so I agree with the review. I don't know if I re- agree with the book, but uh, sounds about right. Yeah? All right, it's one thirty. You know what time that is, right? It's time for my left hand. Play bass in my right hand and play piano. just turned on, <laughs> now I just get too noisy, I right, hope you like that, that's uh, our 130, left hand on bass, right hand on guitar,
6: <laughs> A
0: guitar on piano, uh, you, my, you know that NPR voice just makes me kind of go into la la land. <clears throat> you're enjoying your day if you, f- 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 folks folks or evening or morning or however that turns out to be
2: in time and space <laughs> intentions.
8: But it's a great man or a
0: woman that gets the job done in spite of their best intentions.
5: Yo, Z Integrity Radio. This is Chad Sifu. Um, on your first impression thing... Well, I don't really have a first impression on people until they speak, and then when they speak and I can converse with them, whether it just be a hello or hi or something like that, just the tone of their voice allows me to sculpt who they are as a person a little bit clearer, rather than just a a glance on the street. As for when people have a first impression on me, I've been told i have a nice smile by the ladies usually the ladies say i have a nice nice smile and then the guys the men um they either they're all cool with me or they look at me like they just want to fight me for some reason i don't don't know why that is chad out chad
0: we want to fight you because you walk like a lion and the hyenas gather and watch and wait for the lion to stumble, to fail. Hi, Maya Z here. I don't know if I've requested this officially from you guys or not, and if I have, I apologize. Um, But I have been talking a lot about it on my station. And that is a shuffle feature Uh, especially with the popularity of anchor growing um, people are going to start getting just lost in the ether and a shuffle feature where uh, uh, offers the possibility of being heard Um, another reason for a shuffle feature is just so I mean even with five favorites I can't really listen to all five of them, but if I shuffled, I could hear bits and parts of them. All right. Thanks. Shuffle feature, please. <laughs> hey, everybody, as you know, the art of integrity is a project of mine. It's been titled as such somewhat recently. Um However, it's a project I've been working on for over 25 years and I'm about almost halfway there. Now that doesn't mean it's going to take me that much longer to finish it because uh, as uh, as I get closer to the halfway point, it will start to exponentiate in the speed at which stuff will be getting done. Now, The Art of Integrity is the working title and perhaps the one that will be used. In other words, The Art of Integrity is copyrighted and trademarked, blah, blah, blah. However, I always think of alternate titles. And I guess I have to admit admit to being somewhat inspired by the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... Now, anyway, I'll just tell you what the the alternate title I was thinking about, which would be, What the fuck does Wing Chun have to do with the future of humanity? I think it's a very contemporary title. I also think it would be the most logical thing for someone to say when they heard the claims that I make regarding the efficacy of Wing Chun. You know, as an actual method of attaining our level one humanity. What? You've never heard of level one humanity? Hmm. Let me see if I'd find something for you. So, welcome to the State of Integrity. What's going on? Funny you should ask. Um, I have mostly been Put in content up on Anchor, anchor.fm slash integrity, and that's where you can find the radio show, The Art of Integrity, or Integrity Radio, okay? So uh, don't let that confuse you. Anchor.fm slash integrity, it's simple, okay? That's where all of you should be. Because there are a lot of different people chiming in. They're not Wing Chun people. They're just people from all over the universe chiming in. And it's all resonating with this Wing Chun stuff. So Wing Chun needs to reach out and connect with other people. Because other people, they want this stuff. But they're they're reaching. And and they kind of feel, or a lot of them feel, that they've got a firm grasp. But we really need to connect what we're doing with the others. So we can also speak the language, figure out what is the language that resonates. What is the approach that resonates, right? With a larger group because we're a very small group and that's good. So yes, we are about not quite halfway to completing the project. Art of Integrity, and when I say completing, having a first uh, version available for the general public to see. What will the Art of Integrity be at the end as a product? Well, you guys know, just look on the website, but um, even more importantly, whatever it needs to be at that point in time and space, because. by the time this is things and technology and communication is changing so fast that um, we may need to adopt the best method at that particular time of whatever this is going to be. You know, we could say book, DVD, web series, whatever, but I'm really kind of tired of those formats. I'm hoping that uh, there are some more cutting-edge technologies that we can kind of get in on uh, without going the usual route. A little bit of legal speak here. Now, we're getting to the point where I really have to pull in the reins as far as uh, people taking this content that I'm developing and going anywhere else with it other than here at the Art of Integrity. Okay, so this is very important because uh, I cannot let go of any uh, royalties, publishing rights, uh, copyright, um, stuff like that. This is not so much about making money as much as it is about not losing money and not getting sued uh, by putting out your own content. So this is very important, guys. Now there are a lot more videos to be made. But there are enough videos right now. I mean, all all of the forms have been detailed. So there are enough videos up that need to be commented on and really focused and meditated on. And that's not quite happening yet. So I've been really taking this and bringing it out to the general public. That's where uh, anchor.fm slash integrity comes into play. Integrity Radio uh, is the uh, format for which I'm having this discussion. So all of you, I really need you to get involved. It's an amazing app. It's a five-star app and um, super easy to use, quick, doesn't take a lot of time. Making these videos takes a lot of time. And so that's why I've gone to Anchor. It's a lot easier for me to get the content out to you. Okay, so and then when we get to something specific that requires video and stuff like that, then we can come back to the video and create um, some more succinct, succinct um, lessons or whatever's needed. So on YouTube, the uh, we don't have a unique URL on YouTube yet. You just look us up on uh, look up Sifu Z or the Art of Integrity. Um, we only have 13 subscribers, but that's up from, like, I think it was six. So we've, uh, over doubled our subscriptions. That's wonderful. And, uh, we have 2,108 views as of, uh, that's, that's, it's kind of cool too, right? I'm on Twitter.com slash Sifu underscore Z capital S-I-F-U-Z uh, underscore capital Z. <laughs> I'm always messing that up. Capital S-I-F-U underscore capital Z. That's, that's me on Twitter. Okay. And uh, where else? And on Anchor, you've got that already. And um, then there's the, the main blog. Everything is connected right here on the blog, which is www.sifuz.com. sifuz.com. Everything is connected there, so you can find uh, all these different links on that site. I have a proposition uh, from Sifu Jonathan um, that he would like to give me a facelift, and boy, is that an exciting proposition. So um, he does amazing web work. I'm surprised he even has any time in the day to do uh, the kind of work that he does. He does amazing work. So, um, I'm looking forward to negotiating that and talking to him about what he needs for that. Again, this is more futuristic stuff. Uh, right now we're just really getting the content together, nailing the content and, um, and then we'll present the content. But, uh, The future is happening quick, so this is the time to start thinking about these things. So I want to make this very clear. This project is very near and dear to my heart. The project is called The Art of Integrity. I retain sole publishing rights for all of this stuff, so please do not dish this stuff out for resale. Those of you that I've been working with for a long time, developing this material, You really need to get involved in the comments, on Anchor, on YouTube, making YouTube videos. Uh, You can contact me regarding which videos are needed. This is the stuff that you need to do in order to profit from this whole system in the future. If You try to jump the gun or take shortcuts or anything like that, it isn't part of what I'm doing, okay? I have complete control of this situation. I have to have complete control of it or we can't move forward with it. It's like a ship trying to sail without a captain. So this is very important, guys. And on a perhaps more somber note, I want to say this. We're about almost halfway through this project. If you've been thinking at any point you want to jump ship and start your own thing then this would probably be the time to do it now i am not giving you permission to use my name or anything any of my work to be uh, for you to represent that but if that's what you want to do i would highly suggest that this is the time to jump ship and the reason i'm saying this is because no one has really put in any content thus far, not much. And I'm really going to ask a lot of you regarding content. I need you guys to start creating content. You will be given credit and reap the rewards or benefits from the success of this project, that's for sure. And um, your, your attribution will be evident because it will be your hand writing the text the comments your face and mouth creating the content and video. You see how that works? If you want credit, if you want students, then you have to take resp- you have to take responsibility. Your voice has to be heard and you have to stand behind your voice. We all have to cite our sources. This is an important thing too. Cite your sources, guys. If I say something and you repeat it and change some words, it's still mine. It's only yours when you take the idea and you expand upon it. And that takes some time. Think Sir Isaac Newton, mass, time acceleration equals force. Well, it took a long time for Einstein to improve upon that equation with e equals mc squared. My hopes that this project will be inspiring, thought-provoking, and transformational. So I hope that each and every one of you stick with the Art of Integrity. I think your perspectives communicated are invaluable. A small group of organized individuals, organized, cooperating, and communicating can change the world for the better. And listen, we've got a lot of Wing Chun. And what I mean by that is, look what a little bit of Wing Chun did for Bruce Lee. Look what a little bit of Wing Chun did for uh, Robert Downey Jr. Look what a little bit of Wing Chun did for Nicolas Cage, for Jet Li, for Jackie Chan, for... Yen. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just the insignificant yet famous people. The potential of the content that I am producing is greater than any one of us can imagine. It already has been and it continues to be. So don't be intellectually lazy. Don't let your body just kind of take over and your brain just sort of sit in your skull. And not really motivating yourself to do the things that you need to do in Wing Chun to progress. The world is depending upon you. Alright, to put my concerns into scientific terms, let me read you this. Entropy. A thermodynamic quality representing the unavail- unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechano- mechanical work often interpreted as the degree of disorder or randomness in the system. What I am trying to do is prevent entropy from happening. Okay? And this can happen easily if we get too spread out, especially in our information. Okay, so again, entropy is the degree of disorder or randomness in the system. And this happens when... We are divided and all start to drift. The words, the little words, little meanings, little things get lost. All right. I want to hear from you. Anchor.fm slash integrity.
2: All right. I'll see you soon.
7: Another of the generalised principles would the principles of wave behaviour. Throw a stone in the water and you've got a most beautiful wave. See a circle emanate like that and then there, even though there's another big wave coming, it had an integrity all of its own. Let's identify a man to start off with as what I call a pattern integrity. And I like to make clear what I mean by pattern integrity. I'm going to take a piece of, of manila rope. And then I'm going to splice into it a piece of cotton rope. Splice in the other end of the cotton rope a piece of, of nylon rope. I'm going to make the very simplest knot that I know, which is simply to go around like 360 degrees in this plane, 360 degrees in that plane. I'm not going to pull it tight. There's that knot where the, the rope has not done this. I have done it to the, to the rope. Then right, I can slide this knot right along. It's still a loose knot. I haven't pulled it tight. I slide it along on the rope. And now it leaves the manila, and now it's on the cotton. I keep sliding it along, now it's on the nylon, so it's all, suddenly it's off the end. We say, the knot, the knot was a pattern integrity. It wasn't manila, it wasn't cotton, it wasn't nylon. It cotton and nylon and manila, any one of them are good to let us know about its shape, what its pattern was, but they, it was not that. It had an integrity in its own. We drop a stone in the water, and the most beautiful circular wave emanates. And, and I then try it in, in milk. And works as well. I try and kerosene so I discover that that wave is a pattern integrity and then the next thing that I I try and say I'd like to know about that that wave apparently isn't just water and it isn't milk and so then I try sprinkling sawdust all over the water very neatly a beautiful film of, of sawdust then I drop one piece of red popcorn on it and I put a transit and a moving picture camera very carefully aimed at that red popcorn. We drop the stone over here in the water and the yellow sawdust makes a wave and suddenly the red popcorn goes out from the center of the earth, into our center of the earth, comes right back where it was. They simply went in and out towards the center of the earth to accommodate the waves to let it go by, just as a piece of rope accommodated the knot sliding along on it.
0: Now, I promised I'd give you something on type one civilization and The thing that I promised is actually called the Kardashev Scale. So if you're familiar with the Kardashev Scale, then you're going to be familiar with the next segment. So using the premise of this scale or or this increment of measure is what I'm basing the statement that we have not yet achieved our humanity. This is what I'm basing it on. All right, enjoy. This is from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, which is part of the How Stuff Works program.
9: In order to comprehend the future of human technology, or even that of alien civilizations, We have to talk about life itself.
8: We have to talk about energy.
9: Make no mistake, life is all about energy. Just consider the food pyramid.
8: Plants get their energy from the sun.
9: Herbivores then consume the plants to steal energy for themselves.
8: Predators come along and dine on their herbivores and steal their energy.
9: And then a privileged apex predator gobbles up those as well.
8: And then of course humans come along and eat absolutely any of that they choose.
9: Humans have an insatiable hunger for energy, especially as its technological culture continues to grow.
8: We eat up more and more energy, most of it harvested from the planet itself in the form of fossil fuels, but also in the form of geothermal and wind energy.
9: And guess what? Our energy consumption will only continue to grow as we roll out new methods to consume the Earth's non-renewable sources and better harvest energy from its various renewable
8: sources. If this trend continues, we'll eventually reach the point where human beings command 100% of the Earth's energy. will become true masters of the planet and a Type 1 civilization. But we're not there just yet.
9: Of course, we're talking about the Kardashev Scale, devised in 1964 by Russian astronomer Nikolai Kardashev as a means of measuring a civilization's technological advancement.
8: And that includes alien civilizations, civilizations intelligent and technologically advanced enough for us to detect their energy profile.
9: The more energy they consume, the greater their level of technological advancement. And Kardashev's scale provides us with a rough means of measuring just how advanced
8: they are. Type 1, Type 2, or Type 3. But of course, here on Earth, we're not even really on the scale yet. We're Type 0. In the previous episode, we discussed human energy consumption and the fact that on the Kardashev scale, humanity is still a type zero civilization. But eventually we'll make that transition to type one. When will it happen? Well, physicist Freeman Dyson estimates the leap to a type one civilization would occur in less than 200 years. Theoretical physicist Michio Kaku predicts it will happen in a mere century.
9: Whether we're talking one century or two, type one humans won't be restricted to their home planet. By the time we figure out everything on earth, you can bet we'll be in orbit, on the moon and Mars as well. That's right, we'll be on our way to becoming a true interplanetary species.
8: In time, we'll expand throughout the entire solar system, establishing a presence at each planetary pit stop, mining asteroids, exploring the moons of Jupiter, and gazing even further out into the cosmos.
9: And eventually, we'll make the next big transition, becoming a level two civilization on the Kardashev scale. We'll command the power of an entire star system, and that means complete mastery over the sun.
8: How do you enslave a star? Freeman Dyson that a Type II civilization might surround a star with a swarm of satellites to harvest its energy.
9: Other theorized Type II feats include interstellar travel and the ability to move entire planets.
8: And that's all on top of any breakthroughs we'll have made in genetics and computing. Just what sort of humans would pilot that spaceship anyway? Genetically engineered Cosmosapiens? Cyborgs?
9: Or will we be completely mechanical by that point? Kardashev himself envisioned we'd reach Type II in roughly 3,000 years, and after that point, we still have level three to look forward to.
8: With a level three civilization, we're talking a series capable of harnessing the energy of an entire galaxy. Yes, the entire galaxy. And can you even imagine a species with that level of technological advancement?
9: Or how about an intergalactic type four civilization that wields the power of multiple galaxies?
8: Or a type five in which a civilization's power encompasses the entire universe or even transcends it into the multiverse? Is there an edge to space? Where did the universe come from? What does infinity look like? For such incomprehensible beings, all our greatest type-zero mysteries would distill to simple fact.
0: It's come to that time of the evening where we are practicing the act. You ready, Rob?
7: Yeah. Ready for the act.
0: All right. I'll meet you in there. So, it's that time. And uh, tomorrow is the performance. It's a afternoon performance. So, we'll be performing it relatively soon. Typically don't like performing so close or rehearsing so close to a performance but since I've been working with Ronnie uh, we've just <laughs> violating been violating that little rule of mine from day one, so it don't matter. Um, we're just developing the act and getting it tighter and tighter and so I don't really have the same restrictions that yeah, I used to have when I was a I don't it, professional, so to speak. some stuff right now so yes wish us luck oh anchorites um for our performance tomorrow and um if I don't get to say so before I sign off um I hope Sve is uh doing well and and having a speedy recovery I'm sure we haven't heard from him quite yet um But, uh, he supposedly will go home tomorrow if all goes well, right? So, all right. And although I don't know who this person is, um, I'm just compelled to feel, uh, uh, the pain of a fellow anchorite. Okay. Thank you. Good evening. And uh, Radio, did you like that piece? I
6: love that piece. Oh,
0: well,
2: I'm glad we recorded it. <laughs> Good night, everybody.